With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek the adventure of the unknown. Join us everyday Aussies from all walks of life share stories from hunting camps around the world. From tips and techniques to the emotional rollercoaster ride of fulfilling a lifelong dream, there is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. Right, yeah, I'll just sign to Lonnie. I'll have Lonnie Brockman with me again. That led me to apologise. Everyone's probably sick of my voice by now. Nah. <laughs> they like it, turn it off. That's true. Yeah. Could always do that. Yeah. But don't, because we but might, have some good, <laughs> <laughs> might have some good info. I reckon... uh, I'll just sign to Lonnie that we're in my shed, my hunting room, surrounded mm. by my stuff for once. And uh, it's the first podcast I've actually held in here. Well, thank you. And it's good to be surrounded by a few uh, different species of um, critters too. Staring at um, two big thumping elk. Well, they're probably not big thumping elk, but they certainly are in uh, in Australia. In, <laughs> in my neck of the my neck of the woods, they are. Certainly wouldn't uh, pass either of them up. That's for sure. Couple of chittle, couple of big rooster. Couple of big fella. Yeah, there's a couple more in the house too. Couple Snuck, of big boys. Snucking them in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Snuck them in. Now we thought we'd um we've dropped the hints there a little bit before about doing some gear review. Probably a little bit harder to do on podcast, but we'll do we'll do our best to pretty much like we've got surroundings here, we just sort of laid Lonnie's got his kit laid out. Um I guess over the years, not that I've done any sort of real crazy backpacking sort of hunts, but even if just from a day night hunt to you know extended hunts, whether it be you know New Zealand, which I haven't done, but I have done Alaska, the couple of variances and that that you know when you're talking weather and moisture and those kind of things, and then a little bit of experience, which I've mentioned, uh, you would have heard on the last podcast when I went to Montana, just you know a couple of little things that I probably wouldn't do again, just. You know, weight from weights of backpacks and yeah. So anyway, we're gonna try and do as much as we can in the next sort of little while while the kids are inside watching a movie. Yeah. Before they come and annoy us. And um yeah, hopefully we can give you a bit of a hand just, you know, when you are looking to do a trip or you're looking to, you know, just move your gear around or save a bit of money on gear, there's probably another one. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Because it can that's, get damn expensive. That's something that that I got smashed with that. Like, um, first of all, like, I reckon, like, for me, I, I sort of feel a little bit out of school talking about certain backpacking items because I haven't done anything um, overseas yet. I haven't done the New Zealands or the States or anything yeah. like that, but I have done a lot, like, in the New South Wales Rangers or whatever, yeah. and that's that's my go-to style yeah. of hunt mm-hmm. is backpack. Like, I love it. Like, yeah. I just love having camp on your back, not being nailed down to stay in any one spot you can keep moving you can you know you cover the country and you know if you find yourself you're in a hot spot or i don't know you just get to cover a bit more country and see new things is the adventure side of it is what what i like and being being sort of gear nuts that especially Lonnie, from a research perspective you know you like sort of going through it we've been last we've been here a few days just we're just kicking out you know we're on holidays the kids are on holidays so Lonnie's come, unfortunately, it's been raining the last couple of days, so we've just been sitting in the shed and tinkering. Um, 
a lot of the perspective with the weight and stuff is going to come from Lonnie in regards to well, having a bad back as well. So, and Lonnie's okay for me to say that. Like, you know, so a lot of the the decision making comes from a weight perspective is not just because he wants to be, you know, light as possible and it's actually from a point that you want to be able to carry it. And that's a, that's a fair point too because, like, having um... – Having a bad back and wanting to remain as light as you can, it's also a double-edged sword because I do require a certain amount of comfort. Yeah. And we all know that with comfort comes weight. Yep. Like, <laughs> so like you'll find a lot of things in my setup, double, um, triple uses for, yep. for different things. And, like, I'm happy to have the weight penalty for those t- sort of items. Yep. Um, and And I'll drop weight in other areas yeah. um so what i might do um like we'll reference this you know as we're going but when this podcast drops i might get lonnie to like lay your, your spread out like yeah, sure. out, yeah. and that way you guys can kind of yeah get a bit of a reference point we're not saying this is yeah. the best option or the worst or yeah it's just from our experience our tinkering like we're for it like i spent a couple of days at Benjamin Calix over the weekend you know same thing looking at gear looking at broadheads arrows like just and and we'll jump into that uh, at some point, you just forever that you know between us all, you sort of you know you guys that have got different ideas on their setups and stuff, but you can really sort of get it get a bit from each other. Um, you know, if you we spent a few times a few days in the hills there last week as well, and we had Brad Smith in camp, and you know Brad's got another whole different you know from his ridiculous amount of experience, he's got another look at things as well. So it's good just to sh- and we we're just trying to share it as best we can. I guess he's probably the number one thing. It cost me a shit lad. Yeah, like to to get to where I am now, I made so many mistakes in the equipment across the board. Like whether it be your pad or your pack or your like everything, really, I made mistakes in the whole lot of it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm 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 refined now. I know what I need and I know what I don't need. If it ain't in my pack, it, sorry, if it is in my pack, I, I need it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if not for one thing, I need it for multiple things. And Ideally, um, if I can get multiple uses out of one piece of equipment, yep. um, it's it's all it's all go for me. All right. Well, to kick things off, I think we might we'll get Lonnie to just unpack his. Well, everything's in your, my bag. It's in your pack. But I'll let him unpack. All right. So first of all, um, before I um, so all my um, Craig's just recently um, purchased a couple of stone glacier packs, um, and he was just sort of getting an idea as to um, how. Um, how his equipment um, would fit in his pack. So I've actually unpacked my stone glacier pack as well and put it in one of his because it's a slightly different size and we just wanted to see in comparison as to to, to how it uh, sort of all fitted together. But um, I'll just say firstly that I run two um, stone glacier packs. Um, the reason for that why I chose those uh, because they are super, super tough and they are one of the lighter ones uh, that are on the market that still are, um, they're made in the States. They are super tough, super reliable. You've got guys that are doing sheep hunts, um, guiding year in, year out um, that swear by them and I haven't had a, um, a single issue with any one piece of equipment from Stone Glacier yet. So, and I've got a heap of their gear as well. So, not that I'm um, solely married to anything that comes out of um, Stone Glacier, but um, 
I find that there is quite a lot of their equipment across the board that um, does tick a lot of boxes for me. But um, I'll just jump in initially. When you do touch and feel of it, it, it does – it seems like it's not going to last. I'm going to be honest. Like it is it's, – it's kind of thin material and that. But to back up what Lonnie said, like I, my goat guide, sort of Alaska – um, Spanky, he he hunts like brown bear, mountain goat, sheep. He packs everything out. He's never broke, busted, nothing. Like he yeah. he flogs his gear like he's legit a machine in the hills, and he has not busted. So from a testing perspective, they've obviously done the right things. Neither of us we've paid for every dollar and cent of these packs, so we're not. I mean, giving us tools to say nice things. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, nice. Got a bit more coin in the pocket. But so we've bought these, like, this is just, you know, and everyone knows that I was to do with, you know, I had a lot to do with Kafaru and Kafaru Australia. My biggest thing with Kafaru, like, like built like tanks, they're just bloody heavy. And I found, like, just in Mon- Mon- Montana trip that I felt like just the bag and the frame was nearly half of what Lonnie's kit, like, multiple day kit is already like what weighs like I was already halfway there with a bag of frame so that that's something for me from a fitness perspective you know just from a you know, getting tired bad back knees ankles whatever you've got it's just something to think about you know when you, when you are lashing out yeah and don't worry like if I couldn't if I couldn't get away from the weight of a pack um and 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 sacrifice durability yep. like you wouldn't touch it I wouldn't touch it yeah that's right no way in the world yeah but for me, it's a no-brainer. Yep. Uh, so I'm just jumping on. Uh, as Lonnie jumps in, he's going to start going through this. Uh, yep. You run the Kiowa 3200, is that the right? Kiowa 3200 is my small bag. Yep. It's um, it's a frameless pack. 52 um, litres it is. So for the Aussie... Conversion. Conversion. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a frameless pack. Um, awesome for... You can... Uh, fits... Carry on luggage. Yep. Um, it super lightweight. I can get you know four or five days out of a thirty two hundred, um, including food and water, obviously, plus all my equipment. Um, and that bag will also come out of the suspension, and I can put that on um, on my big frame, which is a. Um, an X curve frame, and for my, you know, four days and up, I will run a Sky Talus sixty nine hundred, um, which is a big dog. It's a big dog. It's a it's a um, expedition style pack. Um, yeah, I urge you to. Um, anyway, I, I've, I bought the forty to forty fifty six. It's forty slash fifty six is the name of it. Yep. You threw all your gear in it, yep, and you had like a ton of room. Like you couldn't even cinch down the lid properly to no, secure it because right. there wasn't enough in it. Yeah. So, like I could clip the lid up, but the way that the lid sat on it, it just looked like a dog's breakfast. Yeah, like, yep. because so it just that wasn't gives you enough. No idea how it. much, and then they pack down literally to the, to the frame if you've got nothing in them. That's so, right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, jump. Yeah, jump through. Yeah. yeah. So, um. So they're my two packs. I've got the, the Sky Tower 6900 is my expedition pack, like I said, and my small pack is the Kiowa um, 3200. And at the moment, I've got the small bag on my um, big frame. So um, it's at the moment, it's it's set up for that you know four or five 
days. Um, so jumping into what's in it, I'll go I'll go straight to my shelter because that is subject to change given time of year um, and where I'm hunting. So um, typically I run one or two things for my run and gun style hunting. Um, it'll either be a Macpac bush cocoon, which is a bivy style shelter. Mm-hmm. It's a slightly heavier bivy than what you'll see out of like your outdoor researchers. Um, those style of bivies, um, they sort of usually come in around that four to five hundred grams. Macpac bush cocoon has got a hell of a lot more room, and it comes in around eight fifty from memory. Yep. But if worse comes to worse, you could nearly cook a feed in it. Yeah, okay. Like that's yep. so out of a bivy, which yep. is unheard of. Yep. Um, the screen's off off your face. Um, it's a side entry as well, so it's really easy to get in and out. Super quick to pack up, um, and there's a bulk room in it. Yep, yep. Um, so that's I would either use that. Yep. And sort of more popular, uh, sorry, my go-to nine times out of ten would be um, my Stone Glacier um, Sky Air. Yep, you just cost me a lot of money today. I did. Because well, how could it not? Like seriously. Yeah. So you got it's what it's probably a, 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 I'll call it a Nalgene bottle. Just over Nalgene. Yeah, just over Nalgene. Like you can like, squeeze that down to a Nalgene, but it's just over Nalgene, like a one yeah, liter Nalgene yeah, bottle. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, weighs more or less nothing. Yeah. Like I, I think all up, including pegs, um, the mesh, um, the mesh insert, and less the vestibule. I think it might be around. That five hundred to six hundred and fifty odd grams, I think. Um, don't quote me on that. Yeah. So total weight with a mesh insert, the vestibule, that's a footprint and stake. So take off the footprint. Take, take the footprint off, like you're I'm, like one half pound at best. Yeah. So six hundred grams, yeah. give or take. Um, so it weighs nothing. It packs down to nothing. You've got a bunch of room. So at the head end, you. So it's sort of like a. Um, I guess like a big, long, narrow triangle base sort of stance on it. Um, it's about 1,200 wide at the head end and about just over sort of half a metre at the foot box. And you seriously have got heaps of room at the head end. Um, if you don't have the vestibule, weather comes in, you can definitely get your pack inside. Yep. Um, easily cook a feed in there. Um, super quick to set up. It is a trekking pole um, tent, so you will need a um, a pole of some description. Whether you yeah you, you, know, you break a branch off and use that if you're not a trekking pole sort of person. Um, but yeah, so obviously that trekking pole or stick, whatever it is that you decide to to use, that's not included in that weight. So um, just keep that in mind. Which is yeah where we're going. You mentioned before everything you've got. Kind of has a second purpose. Absolutely, this I'm a track and pole person. Um, you know, walking down down mountains and when it, when it's like a walking down a mountain, it either jars my knees or it jars my back. And yeah, so I'm I'm a track and pole person. So that's a no brainer for me. Um, if I'm heading into um, say like 
for instance, I've done a, um, a couple of years ago, I've done a, a Vic High Country hunt. And some of the country that I hunt here in New South Wales gets friggin' freezing as well. But um, Vic High Country a couple of years ago, I took a, um, a Hilleberg solo. Yep. Um, and it was awesome. You're gonna you're gonna have a bit of a weight penalty there. Yep. But anyone who knows tents, they are bomb proof. Yep. You're pretty they safe in hilly. You you you're not you're not dying in a Hilleberg. No. Um, yeah, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna cop a bit of a weight penalty, but um, I think I think the solo comes in at maybe two and a half kilo, um, which is heavy for for a single man tent, that's for sure. But, but it is a four season too. That's but it is a four season tent, freestanding. Um, you got a heap of um, guy out options there like to a, strengthen it's, it's it a right proof, up. It's it, a bomb proof tent. It's a bomb proof tent. Um, like so it packs uh, weight. It's five pounds five ounces. Yeah. Uh, which is two point four kilo. Yeah. There you go. So that's that's including your pegs and your poles. Yep. Yeah. And there, I'm pretty sure there are nine or a ten mil pole. Um, yeah. There. But yeah. you, you got to know that you're safe in that. Like if you were to be in New Zealand or that's right, Alaska, Vic High Country, snowstorm comes in, yeah. and you get caught in there, yeah. or you in, I don't want to say injured, but you, you're safe in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's and you know for what you pay for it, it's cheap insurance really. So yeah. if you if you're looking at those sort of hunts, well, and like I said earlier, like I'm I, I haven't done them, but I know enough to know about them that I don't want to be stuck in them. Yep. In in a in a shitty piece of equipment, that's for sure. So, yep. um, yeah. So I guess, um, and while I'm sort of on the subject of um, shelters, I always, without fail, whether I'm going for one night or five nights or whatever, I always carry a tarp. Multiple reasons. Um, they're good to butcher um, meat on. Yep. While you're in there, you can you know, butcher, lay, lay your quarters on there, whatever. Um, they're good for carrying, um, good for um, gathering water. You can obviously get out of the rain in them. Uh, if you've got like a, a day, of, day of rain, you're sick of being in your tent or whatever, you can get out, stretch underneath, you know. Yep. So that's coming with me regardless. And it is a Cedar Summit Escapist. Um, it's 15D. And I think it's a two and a half by two and a half or a three by three. Um, no, it's actually, yeah, it's a three by three and it's 440 grams. Yeah. So. Um, and there was a smaller one. I think there was a smaller one. It was a 2.4 yeah. by 2.7 or 2.7 by 2.7, which was yeah, like some, maybe like, half the weight. I think it was 270. 270 grams. So you've got a couple of options there. Cedar Summit. Um, um, escapist. Two escapist. Yeah. Yep. So that's coming with me regardless. And yeah, that's... Um, like I said, it's um, it's light enough, and um, it's gonna have, have a good bit of benefit there. Um, should the weather turn to shit. Um, so my move to sleeping bag, or should I say quilt? So my warmer, my warmer weather hunts, I always uh, take a um, a quilt. It's just a um, an ember one. Yep. And say to summit again. Say to summit again, and it it's four. Oh, we say it was four fifty. I think it was four fifty grams. Is that right? No, no, no. That was for my other one. I think this is 
like 300 and 300 something, something. yeah wasn't much in it yeah 850 loft 850 loft um it is actually surprisingly warm even even though it is um like a um like a warmer weather one like a you, you could get out of some some nasty weather even even with that like if you got the right sort of um layering systems in your um in your clothing you could probably get get away with a little bit more out of this particular brand um but yeah, the, the quilt's awesome. Um, real lightweight, packs down to literally nothing. Half the size of a, probably two fists, really. Like it, yeah, it packs down to nothing. So um, that's one of them. My cooler weather one. That's also a Cedar Summit. They don't make them anymore, but it's a Micro Three. That's also an eight fifty down. And that fifty grams, I think it was. No, nah, that one's four fifty. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a 450, but it's a mummy style um, sleeping bag. Um, and to be honest, I probably wouldn't buy another um, mummy style bag. I would probably just go quilts. Yeah, um, what was the one that for, I, what was the brand I looked at last night? Um, enlightened equipment. Yeah, so we jumped on last night, went through all the enlightened equipment. Um, I think sort of we more or less found the equivalent to the Cedar Summit, another 10 degrees warmer, um, sort of 40 degree. Um, I think it was like was something ridiculous, yeah. like yeah. 380 grams or something stupid. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Super light, super packable. It was in the down. Um, they do have some synthetic options as well, yeah. but just not quite Which as is, packable. That's, um, but that's how I got onto those guys was through chasing a synthetic quilt yep. for some cooler weather slash wetter weather. weather. Yep. Um, I wanted a, a, a lighter weight quilt. Yep. But synthetic, obviously, for um, the properties that th- synthetic has over down, yep. um, you know they do keep you a little bit warmer. Yep. Um, in the, you know once they once they become wet, and I think enlightened equipment, uh, I think they're sort of on top of the, yeah, so they're, the they're game. US mate, like genuinely made made inside you in, in US. Um, so and it very it was surprising actually. I got five eighty, I think. The one I picked was five hundred eighty bucks shipped to Australia. That's yeah. Aussie. Yeah. Um. So very like I think the we I nearly ordered the Cedar Summit. Um. I think it was five fifty yep. or something like that. Yep. So very competitive. Very competitive. Um. So something we're not trying to see you away from Cedar Summit or, or whatever way, but there's definitely some good options out there. Absolutely. Some super light options. Yep. Like super I think the there. twenty degree. Well, it went down to like a zero degree in the quilt in the synth in the um, down. down. Yeah. And I think they were like. Like under five, I think it was like five hundred or five hundred fifty grams for like the zero. Yeah, like that's ridiculously right. small. And that's Fahrenheit. And that's Fahrenheit. So that's yeah, you know so your, your minus fifteens or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah. um, so generally the the twenty degree, which is, seems to be a lot of Americans yep. run at the twenty degree. That's, that's that minus six to ten range yeah. Australian like Celsius, uh, which seems to be the norm. One thing we just we didn't mention, um, obviously with these quilts, like they're more or, or um, anything for that matter, whether it was a sleeping bag or a quilt, we can tend to go to that thinner, lighter, more packable because we all more or less pack a down jacket. Yeah. And if it's likely to be cold, we'll take down like a, pan, a puffy pan as yeah. well. So we, you and I both run the Q Super, super Yeah, the Super, super Pro. Super Pro, yep. Um, super pack, it goes like your size, a bit bigger than two of your fists sort of thing. Um, yeah. I don't know, probably one of the warmest of. There's definitely other brands and... 
but we all seem to jump back to that one and well, it's I, ridiculous. I have the synthetic option in Under Armour, yep. in the pants and the jacket. Yeah. And I've got the the down, the QU Super Down, Super down Pro in the pants and the jacket as well. Yep. And the key st- stuff, I, I've got to admit, it shits all over there. Oh, um, yeah. Look, I've, like it's I've, apples and oranges. Well, the first, like, puffies, they're synthetic, so they're not as packable. They're super half warm. Half the weight. But, yeah, you just, yeah. Half the pack yeah, size and triple the warmth. Yep, yeah. Um, so where we're going with that is, obviously, we can you can get away. Like, that might only be a 50-degree quilt. But if you're taking your... But if you're taking your... Because we'll take our puffy. Middle of summer, we'll take our puffy. Because Especially some in of the, some of them, the hunts where, where we're going yeah, into. Like you, you can have a shitty storm come through. Look, we're, just, look, we're on the coast now. We jump out. We're going to put another little jumper on outside now. Yeah. If you want to sleep in this tonight. Middle like, of summer. And we're in yeah. the middle of summer. On the so, coast. Yep. So if you're up in the hills now, like, I mean, Victoria had snow there two weeks ago. So yeah. you just don't know. So I think we always take a, you know, that takes up no room in your pack with a with a jacket, it can be just a bit of a lifesaver too. So, yeah. But once again, it's got double use. You sleep in it, you're yep. toast. You're, yep. you're good as gold. Yeah. Um, covered off on that, you think? I think so. Um, move on to um, sleeping pad. Again, um, Cedar Summit, it's a Etherlite XT. It's insulated. Um, it has an R value of 3.2. And it's just over 400 grams. And I ordered one of them today too. Um, Quiet. It's low, lying on both sides sleepers. Yep. It's um, four inches thick. Yeah. That's that was that's the number one. Like, that's the thing that got it over the line initially for me, that and the weight. Yep. Um, I'm a side sleeper. Once again, it's a bit, a bit longer than a Nalgene bottle. That's yep. the width. Yep. Same Yep. Same in diameter, maybe. Three inches or taller. Yeah. But nothing. Like it fits the base you'd pack yeah. really well. Yeah. So we this everything. I'm going to take a photo in now, and I'll put it on my socials. But um, everything that Lonnie's got stacked up there in his bag and in his hand was fitting fit snugly in my 2200 yeah. size pack. So that just gives you an idea how minimalistic he is. Yes, we don't have. Um, I think he said 11 kilo. I think 23 pound or something like that with less, no less food, less food less, water. Yeah. So it comes out at about 16 kilo. Um, including say four days of food and a liter, a liter of water um, to walk in on. Um, so yeah, so just give you. It is pretty light, yeah. It's super light. You know, we, we, we've like we've literally spent the last two days just you know back and forth, and you know, so I've just gone and bought um, the stone glacier tent. Uh, like the the one the ultra light the, the sky air. Um, I just got the mat. Uh, the sleeping pad because I've got the I've got the big brother to that so I've got the the extreme or whatever the it's extreme, called and it like literally like triples in size like it it's just not as packable. Um, yours is also the rectangle. I've got square wide. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah. So yeah, rectangle. And it's and it's also seven point two R value, which is you know like yeah. So it comes back to you know probably I didn't probably study that enough. Uh, if I was base camping or something like that, like if it was yeah. that tent was back at the truck, something like you probably have it. But yeah. but if you're starting to get into your Montana's sort of heading towards the late season, yeah, if you're doing rifle tags or something like that, you need every you bit know, of it. So yeah, um, that you know it, it all weighs up to, I guess you know how far you got to carry the shit, and then yeah. you yeah. know 
your weight, you know, you just your weight distribution throughout your pack, you know, do you have what size pack you're running, like, you know, that it all comes back to it. So, yeah. Um, I think we've got one last item in there and that'll tick off and then we'll, we'll go into what options we put these against. So, along with this uh, Cedar Summit pad, I also run a Nemo switchback, which is one of those foam cell. Um, yeah, the foam cells. foam. Yeah, those, yeah. the foam ones. The are, pat, yeah, the they, thin they, they fold up. They literally weigh nothing. Like a, You're not sure if they register on scales. Yeah, I, I doubt they would even register on scales. Like They, they do literally weigh nothing. Um, so that for me, I, I initially bought the three-quarter uh, with intentions to cut it down just as a glass and pad. And when I felt the weight of it, I was like, look, I'm not going to, it's going to take up the same amount of room. Um, I'm just going to keep it how it is. And then what I quickly learnt was that one item, the Nemo switchback, or um, there's another one that um, that there's a couple of different, there's a couple um, of different brands. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of different breeds that you can get of them. But that one piece of equipment would have to be up there with one of the top three favourite pieces of my equipment, just because it. I can use it for so many different things. Yep. Um, so I can pull up for a feed somewhere. It's easy, accessible on my pack. I can lay it out. I can lay down. I can have a stretch on it, have a feed in the sun, whatever. I can glass off it. I can put it under my air pad as a protection layer, plus a little bit more uh, insulation should, should I need it. Um, as soon as I get up in the morning, I'm... I'm chucking that out the front of my tent and I'm doing my stretches on it like a, in, I guess, in a sense, like a yoga mat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's orange on one side, so I can use it as a um, communication type thing if I'm guiding uh, another hunter in on an animal. Like it's got one silver side and one orange side. Yep. You know, they're looking back at me. They can't, you got no two ways or whatever. Orange side, that's no go. Come back. Silver side, yep, still still good to go. Like this thing has got that many different uses, um, and like I said, in in my opinion, it's 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 a must have for me. Um, I love that. Yeah, I definitely will not be um, leaving home without that. Yep. Um, and I'll just I may as well. I've got me me um, filtration. I've got a um, yeah, steripen. I've got a SteriPan and I and I use a um, MSR Auto um, gravity style filter. I think yep. I've mentioned that on a on a previous one. Um, stove. I've got a uh, Jetboil uh, Mighty Mo, um, super lightweight, um, and that fits just in a, um, a 750 mil Tokes titanium cup. Um, it's literally. Bugger all bigger than my it's fist. fist, pretty much. Yeah, um, it's heaps more than the other style jet boils. Um, heaps lighter. Yeah, it's probably I'd say it'd be the half of the standard. Yeah, a third maybe of the yeah. standard jet boil. Yeah, yeah. So, um, if I was boiling, um, if I was melting snow, sorry, probably wouldn't be my go-to option. Yep. Um, but you can nearly always make a barrier out of the wind to conserve your fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just super packable, super lightweight. Um, I'm only using it to boil water. I don't cook anything in it. 
I um I'm boiling water for for a um for a meal or for for a coffee and and that is it. Um, apart from that, I've got um trek and pile. I've just purchased a um cedar uh, not a cedar summit. Sorry, a um a black diamond whippet. Uh, it's a nice axe come telescopic um trekking pole i'm yet to use it heard some pretty good things about it it's not really a hardcore ice axe yeah um, and it's not really a, a pole but it does serve that you know it's got a couple of purposes it's though. got a couple of purposes yeah. and um it's not like i need a hardcore ice axe mm-hmm. um but i do love a trekking pole um and we all know sometimes whether you're in ice or not, you can be walking up a, a steep incline, and is sometimes you just you're just looking for that branch or something just to, to grab hold of, just to grab hold of it. Mud. Could be it mud. Could be mud. Snow. Could be yeah, yeah. like it, it. It's gonna it's yep. gonna get used. Uh, yep. But yeah, I think that that's about it. Like I, I've I've had I hate to say it, like I've I've had all the gear, and. And I've I think you're sort of getting it well, you know, it's I think you've got it sort of dialed down. You've got I guess the biggest thing you're open minded enough about, you know, you're obviously hoping you're gonna be chasing elk this year with us. Yep. So, you know, you're probably not gonna to change too much, but I think you, our well, and I'm only going off what you've told me, what other people have told yeah, me. It's very it. similar to our rut. Like whether yeah. or not you can Depending on where you are, like you can get that extremities in, which we can here. You know, you can wake up with a frost. Like that's not a. We haven't know. been lucky enough to have one of those. No, not, not lately. But yeah, you know, we woke up some pretty icy yep. stuff this year, and that was early September. Like you will get snow in certain places, so we're looking at Wyoming, Montana. So there will there is chances of snow, but once again, you know, puffy puffy pants, puffy jacket. Yeah. You know the ability to. You've got a fail safe there. So you got a fail safe there. You've got a shelter. Like that, so you really, yeah. You know, once you're up and moving and that kind of stuff, like if you've snowed down, like you, you're seeking cover anyway, or you, you're off the mountain. So it just depends on where you are, how far you deep you're in. Excuse me. Um. So it's just those couple of things. So you know, you're not going to change it too much, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll tweak and. So I guess some of the things that we're comparing to that we got on the floor here, just to give you an idea. I was just trying to bring some stuff up in phone here to jump into, but. Um, I've got an MSR reactor, so I would say that it's probably twice the size of the orbital setup there. Yep. Maybe not quite. So a little bit bigger, uh, absolutely bomb-proof. Yeah. Yep. Like if there's two of you or that's the, that's husband the, and wife team. That's your Heelaberger tents. Yeah. Yep. So if husband and wife team, um, there's two of you, you know, one of you taking a stove. Uh, you may be a little bit more of a base camp kind of setup, but you still only want to use a stove um, or you're melting ice. Mate, that MSR reactor is yeah. the shit. Um, there's a wind burner, which is similar, but more in the jet, jet ball style. Yeah, that's right. And then I'll probably go and have a look at the pocket rocket. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to look at something which is, yourself. The pocket rocket is very similar is to that. Jet, yeah. Very similar sort of setup. So I'll probably look at that just for that mini lightweight sort Bouncing of basic around. setup sort of thing. So. Um, yeah, we're you know once again just you know flipping around. I've 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 got lead Shannon Postles lent me his reactor. He said like just to take away to Montana. I actually really really liked it. I enjoyed it. I didn't really have to get too far deep or anything like that in that trip, as I mentioned in that last podcast. So it was more you know truck camp and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's boiling water. It's boiling half a liter of water in like thirty seconds. It's ridiculous. So very minimal gas use. 
I think one tenant do your bloody two weeks, I reckon. So, and from what I understand, um, melting ice sucks the shit out of yeah, because it takes a while. Like, it's it amazing takes, how quick it. Yeah. You know, once you've got hot water in there, you're right. So you're better off starting with. I know. It's when I think they even, even recommend starting just with a, even if it's cold water. Yep. So start with cold water. Um, drop your ice drop in, your in ice water, in. and then start boiling from there. It's a yeah. If you're just trying to do straight ice, it fucking takes forever. Um, so yeah. So there's obviously plenty of stove options out there. Uh, once again, it comes back to that use. You know, maybe yeah. temperature wise, how many of you, how much water you're going to be doing. Um, as we skip backwards um, to the mat, I mentioned that I had the the bigger version. Yep. You know, the, as I said, you probably want to has be, its place. It has its place. Um, I think for the most part, you know, if you're probably doing the high, Vic High Country in winter, middle of winter, if you're packing right in yep. uh, with the gates closed or something like that and you're packing right in, yep. you could probably see a place for it for sure. Yep. I didn't. Like, I, I was in there late May. Um, we got a massive dump of snow. Yep. Um, you still ran the... But cool. in saying that, I had... So my, you're, running your, you're running your phone cell mat underneath the tape. Right. Then so, you've got your puffies yeah, in. Yeah, so. because, because that's coming anyway. So I, I sort of make up for that. But, you know, some guys may may not, whatever. It depends how you sleep too. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You're a hot yeah. sleeper, cold sleeper. Um, we move back. So another option. So Lonnie met the, uh, mentioned the solo or solo in the Hilleberg. Obviously, we're, we're pretty big fans of this, the new Sky Air in the Stone Glacier. Um, you obviously got your bivy. Um, I also have got the Hilleberg Atco, which is a one-man four-season. Um, I did, did check that. It is a four-season. It is a four. Yep, just check that. Um, it's, a little, it's not a dome style, but it is. A little bit lighter. It's super. It's only two point six pound or three point two pound or something. It's actually really light for what you get out of it. It's a bomb proof. You know, it, it for a one man setup. It, it's it's my go to for a tent. Um, I use it in Montana. I was really really impressed. Um, plenty of boys have used them. But- From what I understand, with even like a lot of Hillebergs three season stuff. They're, doing they're probably equivalent to a lot of companies for fours. seasons. Exactly right. Uh, if you go, they would four, they would never tell you that. But if you're going a four season, Hilleberg, you you you're going anywhere in the world, yeah, more that's or less, right. unless you're I don't know, Antarctica yeah. or something like that. But even then, that's what yeah, you're using. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So I mean, Hilleberg, look, nothing against all the other companies, but they're hard to beat in ten. In Absolutely. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. But you pay for it. I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna lie there. You'll pay for them. Yeah. Um, I'd rather pay for it out of my pocket than with my life. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we've covered bags pretty well. I mean, I've got the Kafaro slick bag in a 20 degree. I think, what are we? It was one half kilo, I think. I think we weighed, like, checked yesterday. Um, so the Kafaro is slick bag, it's a synthetic bag. The compression is not there as far as a down, which we all know. Like, yep. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. if I'm going to Alaska again, I'm probably going to run it just from a safe point of view. Like yeah. if your bag was to get drenched, you left it open, you got caught off the mountain or something yeah. and it got wet, you're going to stay warm in that synthetic. That little bit of extra weight is going to be cheaper. Yeah, so, you know, it was when we did Alaska, and I think I've covered this in one of the podcasts before, but, you know, that weather's just so erratic. Like it's ridiculous. One minute, yeah, and, but oh. everything's always wet. Like you just wet all the time. That's what they say about Fjordland too. Yeah, just exactly. Probably, I, I'd probably jump off the boat, Fjordland, it's the water, that's in water, and that's, that's you. It, that's it. That's yep, hundred percent. So I think 
just having that synthetic backing, like that's kind of your safe house there. I'm not saying like I ran, I ran down last time, like mm-hmm. but, you know, but you know, I guess when I was drying clothes and the bottom of it and stuff like that, like you know, to get you some dry clothes the next day and things, yeah, they start bobbing up. Yeah, yeah, sort of starting to get that moisture build up in that. Where I think the synthetic's probably gonna just be a little bit back in there, but there's that packability. You got to look at the bigger packs. There's a Excuse me, there's a few things to weigh up there, but I think I think I'm gonna run. Um, I just obviously knew that quilt. And then I'll run that for more or less ninety five percent of my hunts. I'm looking to do mule deer, elk and hopefully a goat hunt again this year. So I've got to hopefully you know, obviously subject to all the tag stuff, but I'll run pretty much the same setup as Lonnie here for most of all that. Yep. Uh, Alaska I might throw that other bag in and I'll probably run the at go over the sky air. So yep. that's probably the difference in Alaska, but um, and that just comes from sort of a wind perspective as well. Like the wind's just stupid. Like it's ridiculous. Like um, pretty exposed to one. Yeah, you just there's no trees or anything. Like you're just yeah. up on the faces. So cool. Like super awesome. But yeah, um, we're just looking at. I've got a tripod. So Lonnie's been checking out a tripod. So I run a slick, slick tripod. Um, it's yeah, super packable. It's light, bomb proof. I've got carbon. the it's carbon. yep carbon. It's the Pro Six Three Four CF. It's very if you if anybody follows Jay Scott or any of those glassing guys in the states that you know go on about their glassing for mule deer and all that kind of stuff. You you would have heard this slick tripod. Um, I run the Outdoorsman's Alloy Panhead, um, bomb proof, but I probably I'm gonna be really honest with you. I, could, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay the money for it. Um, I did. Because no one else had them here, but I paid it. Um, I don't think the fluid head is as good as what it should be for the money you're paying. You won't break it. It's ridiculous. It's tight. It's small as as you can see. And the whole pan head fits in my hand. Um, I just feel for a pan head, it's not smooth enough. That's yep. my honest opinion. And I think between sort of Benro, Gitzo, Manfrotto. Uh, I think Suri is the other Suri. Yeah, that was the other one. Well. Yeah. There's some other options out there. I think Suro and Benro, I think, run two really good ones. Um, I think it's a B2 or something. It might be. I'm not 100% sure. Benro B2 or Suri B2, I think, is. Um, sorry for my vagueness there. I just don't have it in front of me. But um, they're options. So, yeah, if you're a tripod person, um, so most of us will run like a 10 power on our chest. Um, so if you're a Samba guy, maybe glass in the size of them big hills, you might be a spotting scope guy or a, like I run the Zeiss 15. So uh, those Zeisses in the 15s are just awesome. Um, they're, you know, you've got to carry the extra weight. There's no question there, but it's another pair of eyes. Yeah. And I was eyes. looking through. We had some pretty heavy rain today, and I was looking across your paddock with those 15s today, and, you know, it was dark. Heavy rain. That those Zeiss fifteens. Uh, they're they're a freaking good glass. They're a good piece of glass. Um, I've had the SLC like the Suara SLC fifteens. Yep. The biggest one between the two is a tinge. I think I might have mentioned this in the last podcast, but the biggest difference between Swarovski and Zeiss um, is the green tinge versus the blue tinge. Right. So I know that sounds weird, but depending on what your eyes like. So Jake Gasparowski can't use Suaros because of the green tinge. Right. And since I've gone over to Zeiss with the blue, I find it heaps clearer with my eyes. But some people are different. I'll be 100% there, like I've just been honest. 
Um, so it really is a personal thing there. They're, they're both at the same price yeah, point. Yeah. They're both yeah. top of the line. Like yeah. they're, they're they are the what they three. are. They're the top three sort of thing. So, um, yeah, 100%. Like those ice in the 15s, yeah. they're just, yeah, I really, really like them. Yeah. Um, they'll be coming with me this year for sure. So, yeah, they're so yeah, you know, I'm sure fortunately I can't show a, a video here, but yeah, the slick six six three four, um, and I've got the outdoorsman's head. Um, I mean, I like it. I I won't change, but yeah. for the what they're what you got to pay for them, yeah. I, I probably can't yeah. suggest doing that. Um, I think well, just before we move away from glass, um, I think if you weren't going to go in one of the the top three, like your Zeiss. Your Suarez and your in your Leica. Mm-hmm. I think if you if you weren't gonna um, throw that sort of money at glass, I think your next tier down. I think you'd be mad not to go with a Maven. Yeah, you've got your Mavens. I think um, they're your Suaro. They're not doing SLCs anymore, which I reckon is a big no no. A... They're doing themselves a. I don't know what they're replacing with it. I have done my research, so I I think they're leaving themselves a big gap there. Yeah. Um, the Vortex is another one that you could probably throw into that mid-tier. Yeah, but I think Maven... Maven's probably overtaken them. I, I, I think Maven's got honest. the, the slide-upper edge yep. on. Um, Zeiss to a, a lesser, like sort of my, more, like in a, in a more budget sort of... Do they? Yep. Yeah, right. Um, but I, I, I've got to be honest, I haven't tested them. So, right. so as you use a 15s, you're not using an SF, like you're yep. actually the next one now, but it's exactly yep. the same as a 15 yep. a Suaro, they're an SLC, not an EL. Yeah. Because of the size of the glass, yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, the Mavens have been proven in that mid tier. Lonnie's just about pulled his mic off his chest here because me packs on it. Um. So yeah, no, I mean, once again, it comes with price point. It depends yep. on what you're going to spend. How much you're going to use them? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going fifteens or are you going a spotter scope? Well, so literally, a- just sold my spotting scope the other day. Yep. Um, because I don't use it enough. And I think that I'll probably get more use out of a, a pair of binoculars, I yep. think. And so to me, then we, we soak it out today. Look, I'm going to, hopefully with any luck, I'm going to chase a mule deer this year you know, in, a, in a pretty good top-tier unit in, in Wyoming. Um, like by the time I see it in 15s and it looks good, like it's it's a stalk's on where right. there is guys that want to pinpoint that and know exactly yep. how big it is. Yep. Obviously, if we're in goat country, so back up in Alaska, we've got to know whether it's male, yep. is it legal. But the guide would probably, you know, most likely, and he likes spanking. Count rings on sheep. Count rings on sheep, and that, that's where a spotter comes into it. You're yep. going to use, you know, a minimum 65 power, but you're going to yep. use probably an 80 that's or something. Right. So you're not going to take yep. one each. Yeah. I must admit, um, I'm still, the jury's still out on a 65 or a set of 15s. Yep. I'm not 100% yep. sure. I told him 15s just so you know, but anyway, he's going to work out of himself. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> um, what else we got laying around here? I've got a prototype in a in an axe. Can't say too much. I'm very very impressed with that. But one of the lads, um, I'm going to say your names now. But we are looking at we've I've got one for use. Unfortunately, I, I didn't really see the I didn't have the place for it when I was chasing elk because we just weren't in that country. But uh, got a few hunts planned that'll be with me. Um, carbon fiber handle. Got a bit of beef to it, but it's telescopic. It's telescopic. It's got a max, more or less, a, a chipping blade plus the like the the ice point. Yep. Um, so you be able to scrape out of bed. Um, 
testing stages, early stages, got a few fine final adjustments we want to make to it, um, but I'll keep you posted on that throughout. The locking mechanism that um, on – so if for the people that obviously – This one's a clip. It's a, it's a, it's a clip that you, know, you obviously open the clip up and the telescopic section for the trekking pole slides out, yep. adjust your, your height that way. It's a really, really heavy-duty clip. Yep, and you can adjust the clip so you, um, it's got a thread on it, so you can actually tighten it to make it tighter. I um I dropped that down to my height earlier today, clipped it back up, and put a hell of, virtually put all of my ninety five kilos on it. Yep, and it didn't push back in yep. a mil. I'd be interested to see, and you guys are welcome. Just uh, when we drop this podcast, or somehow get in contact, just see who's interested in the axes. Yeah, um, yeah. because, because I, think- I I will look I. Well, Lloyd wants one. So. Um, I want one. Um, I went with the Whippet, the Black Diamond Whippet, simply because there is a massive gap in that market. Huge. There's massive been some really gap. good stuff that has stopped being made, not made anymore. There's a New Zealand that's company right. that's making yeah. them. Um, I'm not 100% sure of the brand. I, I was looking at them just the other day. Um, I know Pat uses them, Boulder Creek Archery. I, I'm pretty sure he stocks them. Yep. Um, they're a good, sturdy-looking piece of equipment, but they didn't extend to the length that I was after. Whereas, there's a, there's a, I think they're called Mountain Equipment um, in New Zealand. Um, he's doing a really good one, which I must admit is really similar to the similar one that Craig's one, yeah. got in his hand now, as in dimensions. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Again, I'm not, I'm not bloody, um, I'm not shy in spending money on gear. Yep. But for a trekking pole, it was four hundred and fifty, four hundred and sixty odd dollars for one pole. Yep. Um, but you know, yep. you know, if if that's what it is, that's what it is. But um, yeah, and and the the locking mechanism on that was something similar to what you might find on a tripod, mm-hmm. where it unscrews. And twist, twist and then you, you you pull your telescopic section out and you lock it back up. Um, I think the one that we're looking at now here with the um, with the lockdown clip is far superior and durable than those twist locks that you might find on a tripod. Yep, hundred percent. Um, so if I'm paying four hundred and fifty odd dollars, I would much rather see that clip than that yep. tripod style. All right, well, I'll talk to the boys and we'll see if we can get these out for maybe some pre-order kind of... We, got, we want to make a few changes, like we, you know, feedback's all welcome, so we'll... Uh, they're custom, so yeah, yeah. it's pretty easy that, to play. We can change I'm, things. I'm uh, very, very impressed. Put it this way, like even even that prototype as it is, if that was on the market now, oh, I would not doesn't. have bought that Whippet. Yeah. No, we'll... Uh, yeah, we're going to make a phone call after this podcast, actually, so... Um, he probably but, yeah. actually doesn't even know we're talking about his no, stuff. <laughs> it won't hurt him. It won't hurt him. He's a muppet anyway. We should put his phone number in the uh, in the notes. In the just can't get the <laughs> We just won't mention anything. How the fuck um, all these people? <laughs> yeah. So that's. Oh, I can't. Even, I don't want to say his name. No. Um, but very handy man. He knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? So, yeah, we got, we've gone through packs. Gone through packs, shelters. Um, um, we have been playing around with broadheads and arrows and release aids. 
Oh, Lee Sage has been a, one. a bit of a target panic of the last few months. Um, sort of, it's not a not a like a target panic. You know, I go to bricks and mortar. Like you know, it's more to the point like rushing a shot process and stuff like that. Yeah. Lost a really good ball last week, which just done it for me. I nearly put the bow in the dam. Um, but I, you know, I picked it. I, it was very easy for me to come back and go. Oh, I hit a bit of a read, or the it jumped, like it moved on the roll on the shot. Like it, it was easy because he probably did all those things. To be honest yeah. with you, like he in the situation, but um, oh, that was a pretty good scenario to be. And I had balls fighting right around me. It was pretty cool, but um, but I rushed the shot and I hit him high in the crease. It done nothing. Got like three or four inches of penalty. Just did nothing, and he just ran off from the arrows. If nothing even happened, um. So, you know, so I've come back and the boys have been shooting your resistance release aids. So we, the, yep. the stands, um, you've been running, running one for quite some time. It's improved yep. your shooting. I think I've even mentioned this on the podcast before, actually. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, so I've bought the new stand Onyx. It was sitting in my bat. Like it was, you know, I just hadn't really given any sort of attention. Um, so more or less just jumped straight back out of that hunt. And as I started yep. shooting with, Benny McCulloch over the weekend, we used it and, I, you know, we were at 60 yards at the, in front of the house in between rainstorms yeah. today and, you know, we're probably putting in tennis ball groups at the moment and, I, you know, it's probably me, I know, probably into me 40th, 50th shot with it. So, yeah. um, same thing, we're, yeah, just playing with arrows, uh, weights and broadheads. Um, I was thinking I've settled just for my, so I'm going to be really honest, you know, I'm going to run like an expandable setup and a fixed blade setup. Um, so I think I'm going to run the 152 blade. Oh, so the 150s in the Cayugas. Um, that's just for That's just for me running Aussie the middle stuff. Aussie stuff. Um, and then obviously I'm hoping they've got these mule deer hunts. I'm going to run the Sever. Um, I don't care what anyone puts on social media. If you bag and a bag an expandable, especially in a Sever, mate, you've obviously got to do your homework. Um, people say, oh, they won't open. Half the time, you're not even going to be able to find the arrow to know whether it opened or not. So, you know, generally there's something else that's causing it. I'm not going to say you're going to shoot that through long grass. It'll open. Like, that's that's probably going to open too early. So there's a place for them. But if I'm shooting downhill shots of muleys and, you know, there's generally it's going to be a longer shot than that because that's just what's offered. Um, I think I want that sort of extra cut, you know, I think. And they those severs do a ro- what they call robust. It's actually a crossbow head. Um, but it fits, you know, it's got the same thread in that, and they're they're 150 grain. So as soon as I found that, I'm like, right, I think I know my setup. So, and there's nothing wrong with having a couple of different broadheads in your in your quiver as long as they shoot the same. Yep. Um, if you can't get your two blades and your field points to shoot together, you start going back to tuning. Um, gonna, um... Give us two seconds, guys. Let's pause the kids yelling out just a second. This might seem pretty bloody simple, but obviously you can't hunt what you can't see or find. Now, pins and binos are a bit like bum holes. Everyone's got one. But just a couple of weeks ago, I was in hunting camp and was lucky enough to be able to have a look through a set of the new Zeiss SF10x42s. Look, I'm going to be really honest with you. I've been a Suara fan for many years now, but I really like what the Zeiss offers in the lens quality and other features, which I'll discuss in an upcoming episode. So after Christmas, I think an order is coming Zoss's way from the Secret Hunting Fund account. So look, I know there's a lot of choice out there when it comes to binos, but there really is only a couple of contenders when it comes to the top level. 
I'm not going to say that it's going to suit everyone's budget or needs, but as I say, buy once, cry once, and don't tell the wife or the hubby. Please, I understand that it doesn't suit everybody, but if you're looking for the top end or just simply want the best, do yourself a huge favor. Jump onto osaustralia.com.au and find your local Zeiss stockist and check out the SF range of binos. You're not going to be disappointed. All right, we're back on there. Kids are in bed. Yeah, sorry about Bath. The rest of it. Kids needed uh, bathing. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming, yeah, one. Um, what are we up to? We're up to... Broadheads. Broadheads. Um, yeah, you were sort of talking about um, your mechanical setup, yeah, I think, so, for the States, um, and can... versus what you're going to run here. Yep, so I think in a bit of a mixed bag, but I'll pretty much run the, the 150 because I think um, also like the 150... Well, I really like the 175 Koyuga and VPA two-blade. Um, they're just a good shape head, rock solid, but 175. I really like running that 200 grain up front. Yep. So myself and Benham Cullick just done a heap of tuning, different, like with our setups, right, an inch it's sort of a bit different draw, but uh, we shoot very similar. So, you know, just, I don't know, for whatever reason, 200 grain seem to be good on the tuning front. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently running the, the Nexus. I've gone 250s with the Ventum at the moment just from a tuning. I couldn't get the yeah. 300s to, um, I just, yeah, for whatever. And I'm only short draw. Like, I'm only running 27.5 or 27.3 quarters. That's out like. of an 80. 80 pound. So you think you'd be really... It should be a 300. So yeah, you would, I, you it just, think, I think 200 up front, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just went yeah. 250 and boom, got bored all. And I'd been through, you know, I've had the guys like Robbie Austin and that helping me. You know, because I can tune to a certain point, but then I when I get that real fine detail, I'm like, yeah. you know, so been through the works. Um, so through the Hoyt uh, Ventum Pro, um, which hopefully I've just sold because I've got the new VTM on the way. So the 34, going to keep the old old faithful RX4 on the wall. Can't did, go anywhere. Did you um, did you try tuning with a um, with say like 175 up front? I with did. the three hundred spine, yeah, I did. It just didn't do enough. I just, I just kept getting yeah. like a little. And that's with a four fletch. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was doing bear shaft too. Yep. Um, yep. I just kept getting that little left hair. Right. Um, you really wanted right hair because that that was to pull my rest away from where I needed to go. Right. Let me rest. I needed my rest to go left, get closer to that twenty mil off the riser. Um, but I, I kept getting that left hair, which you don't want. You want that that means you want to go right. So, so to the two fifteen mate, straight straight up. So that yeah, that right. generally says yeah. a spine. Yeah. Um, and you know you normally don't want to like off you know one twenty five grain heads obviously will offer. No matter yeah. where you go on the stage, Australia, no matter what we're gonna buy, like one twenty five is offered. So that was why I sort of went that way, but. You know, just being you know being honest, like of like I like those rads, the rad. Um, yep. what are the three blade, the titanium yep. one? Um, like they've been really good to me, but I don't know, just I don't, yep. you, I'm chopping and changing all the time. Yeah. Um, we've had a few inconsistencies with, um, like the three blade Oz cuts in the one fifties. I've mm-hmm. just had inconsistencies. I'm not bagging them, but just yep. obviously in the in the in the mold or whatever's going on. I, you know, I yep. sort of got six out of a two dozen that I could say spun okay. So, and unfortunately, you don't get a second chance with me. I, yeah. I pay too much money for these this stuff, so I just move on. I know I've had some snapping issues with the Cougars and the lighter stuff, but the 150s yeah, have been with the, good. with the 100s. Um, yeah, I'd, guys, if you're listening, take it off the market. Get rid of it. 
that's yeah. that's my honest opinion. You can bag yeah. me for it. I don't really care, but I'm just going to be bluntly honest. Yeah. You know, we don't need a hundred grain head in Australia. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, um, unless you, unless you, you know, like, yeah, I shouldn't for, say. Yeah, like but, girls shooting lightweight. But youth, then you know, you'd argue. Sort of you can argue that if you run a bit heavier, they're going to get more. There's a there's a point where they might get more a little bit more weight anyway. But that's another whole another ball game going. Yeah, down the whole yeah weight, there's, weight there's game, but definitely a, a lot of. Um, so many variables in that. So many different just, variables yeah. in there. So, that's, that's a totally different podcast. That. Oh, but, going there, I've there, just but, gone to a for to a one twenty five. Um, because of those one hundred grain issues, and I love, I love Kyogers. Yeah, no, you, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're not look odd. They're, they're my I do too, and they're probably we said it today. Like they've been tested. Like who to shoot yep. of the works, Robbie Austin. Oh yeah, yeah. Swears by him. He's putting through, yep. and Robbie, you know, I know I can say it's a bit wrong. Like he's he's a very fine tuned archer and can shoot right. behind it. Yep. Like there's no question there. And those Kyogers shoot the best for a fixed blade. Like yep. they're probably one of these standouts, and I'm happy yep. to say that. Yep. Um. You know, I love a three blade. That's why I like those cut three blades. I, yep. I do. I love yep. that one fifty shape. It's my favourite. Yeah. Reminds me of the old sort of VPAs before. I know they did some. I reckon they changed at some point. The steel or whatever. But I've got to. I've got to admit, mate. I've really. There's a couple of stand out guys um, in Australia, mm-hmm. um, bow hunting, um, that sort of I've looked up to, and it's just always been a, a two blade for me. And I've. I guess I'm probably. Ignorant in the sense that, yeah, like no, I, I mean, you... um, and out of all the two blades, I've I've shot Kyogre or Head and Shoulders. Yeah. Well, this is, um, I mean, this is why I want to have front. this. And, and they and they know they've had their issues. Yep. Um, they've been the first to re- to recall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're fantastic for that. Yep. Um, but I've just gone to a one twenty five. Um, gives you that little bit more meat. Um, yep. Retaining the accuracy. Um, yep. And that suits your setup, like with that's your own weights up front. Yeah. And I mean, the big and the biggest thing is, is you know, well, I'm not, we're not here. Like, this is not to start a bitch fight or anything like that. Like, this is, like, I'm very you, yourself. Like, you've met, you know, you hunted with Jake there the other week, Jas Gaspar, who was on the podcast. Um, like, we've we've got the you know the Ben McCulloch's and stuff like that. And and I don't like just name dropping, but you got to, but guys, got to realize how well these guys shoot. Yeah, yeah. and. Like a 10, 10 mil out. Like Benny's just come back from a doll sheep hunt, like a yep. the biggest hunt of that bloke's life. Yep. And he run a he more or less run a, a target. target arrow with a one and a half inch cut sever. Yep. And he did that from a consistency. Like that that arrow was what he could group. Yeah. And he shot his doll sheep, you know, and I will get him on here. You know, to to go through that hunt. I won't yeah. get too much detail away, yeah, but I'd love to hear like that, that is one. Of, like he's one of the very if not the only Aussie or the very handful of Aussies are taking a doll sheep in, in yep. general. Um, there is guys that are unknown that know the social medias and got a, a wall full. But, you know, with a bow, you know, just a freak of a hunt, you know, well-deserved. But, like, you know, they're anal on their gear and they can shoot that. They can back that up with their shooting. So when they don't get consistency, they're not going to use it. And especially on a, on a hunt like that, that's a once-in-a-lifetime deal. Yeah, that's deal. right. Um, so this is the angle we're coming from. It's not... yeah. You know, when Sue was, oh, I've never had an issue, it's not, I'm, I'm going to say you've probably never realised it because you're not stretching it out to and practising. Well, Benny was practising 100 yards. Yep, yep. You know, I know that Robbie puts the hooter shooter at 80. You know, yep. you're going to see shit change. Like, look at us today at 60. Yep, yep. Like, you could tell where we'll turn our wrist or we'll... Uh, yeah, that's right. Like, you know, something was going on. Like, you know, and you or can not tell... not wearing that. your glasses. Lonnie. 
<laughs> but you know that, and that. So this is the angle I'm coming from. It's not here yeah. for bad gear. We're coming from like the the guys that like really can back up their word with their shooting ability, and we're just lucky enough to be in camp and have these guys as good friends that we can bounce off ideas. Yeah, I've always said I don't want to ever blame my gear. So if I know that gear is spot on, yeah. I know that it's me that needs a change. Like my, you know, I've done something wrong in my shot process. Yeah. That's what I said before. You know, I've jumped onto this stand Onyx. It's a resistance release, so you know it's you got to squeeze. There's no way to rush through that thing. Yeah, no, and it's, it's not. And I'm already shooting five times better, ten times better than what I was last week. You know, like we what we're shooting sixty day, and we're putting tennis balls in. Yep. And there was a couple there that are even tighter than that, probably golf ball yep. groups. So yep. you know, and I want to get that to a golf ball and less. Yep. At at eighty or hundred. So when I get that thirty or forty yard shot on a mule deer or an elk or whatever, yeah, it's just a, you know, it's a back in the wind sort of slam thing. Slam so, so I guess you know we've been bouncing around with these different setups. I don't mean to drag too far onto it, but I think it's really important because we want to pull down the curtains and we want to just say what our gear is doing and and the struggles we've had. Like, you know, I'll be honest, I shoot for Hoyt. Like Hoyt, you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm part of their family, and yeah, they drive me to tears to tune because it's not a simple process of just changing your you know you know tuning your your cam or whatever you know um you've got to pop the pin out you got to yep. put spaces in but as been said by a few people once it's done it's done you've got no there's no yep. movement there unless that yep. puts to break yep um it's locked in so us bashing stuff around where fewer other brands have got and i haven't touched them personally so i can't but i understand they're a spindle set up and Really but, easy to tune, like super yeah, quick, but well, can it stay there? Like that's a, which is where I'm about to go. Um, like I'm, I currently shoot a Bowtech um, solution, yep. probably the best bow I've shot accuracy wise. And there, there could be a couple of things in that as well, like yep. going to a resistance um, style. The and say it, it could just be a coincidence type thing there as well. But yeah, I love shooting that bow. Don't trust it as far as I could fucking throw it. Yeah, I mean, you went up the. T- oh, we said like, in the last one, you, you took your, your old Hoyt to territory. I like. went to the territory and took a seven-year-old bow. Yeah, because it's bombproof. Yeah, um, which sucks, man. Like, it that sucks. sucks. Like, like, I want to take the bow tech yeah. because I can fucking shoot five-cent pieces at thirty yards. Yep. Like. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like. Well, I mean, it's like the old Irish horse swinging up on there. Like I, you know, I did the bloody. The little moon shape, the cable splitter, the buzz cable splitter on the bottom. I cracked that one with a, you know, yep. with a hunt of the Scotty Reynolds there earlier in the year, and I was drawn on a good ball too, and it popped like. And that's what it's gonna do. It. Oh, just <laughs> kill me! I love the old Hoyt. Like, that's yeah. my favourite. Yeah. But anyway, it's still sitting on the wall. It's yeah. I've got too much. It's it's shot too much good shit. But um, but yeah, I know what you mean. You know, and that's it. Kind of starts right back to the gear you've tested and try and tested. It's always yep. Yeah, you know, it's what you feel comfortable with. Yep. Um, so yeah, bounce around with gear. Um, I've really changed my setup. Like I was running the Quiverizer, so I was like all light. Yeah, yep. I might have mentioned this on me on me hunt with Brian Barney, but yeah, you know, he was all about heavy. You know, yep. so I've sort of gone that direction, and I, my my holding the pin on the target, yeah, like my, the my shoot, stable platform there. ten times. I'm shooting twenty I've times. I've never better. played with any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, here we are changing, you know, we change release aids and arrow setups yeah. and all this, and half the time it's what we're holding in a hand. Yeah. Doesn't matter what bow you got. You really need, like, it helps when you got, for things like that, like I, I'm talking in, 
in terms of release aids because it's so expensive to get into it. Hmm. But it really helps if you got someone like you or you know any of your mates out there that um, that have got these side stabilizers and yep. you know back bars. Throw it on, have a bar. go. Throw it on, have a go, and and you know. Um, well, mine was, it, mine was by mistake. I, like my gear got lost in the airport somewhere, so I ended up with Brian's bow. Right. Just shoot this. I'm like, oh, dude, this thing's a tank. Yep. So it was by mistake that I'm like, and I was shooting it out the back side of his house, and Josh was like, you might as well keep that thing, mate. Yeah, like, yeah hang on, there's some merit to this. This was thing was like half an inch short or whatever. As I said, I think I mentioned the last podcast, but, mate, I was smoking it. I'm like, there's yep. something in this. So yep. anyway, I got finally my shit turned up. I threw all the stabilizers and everything on it, yep. kept the bloody equivalizer in my me, in me suitcase. and. Yep. As I said, nothing wrong. Like if you're probably shooting, like honestly, if I was going to the Cape or the Territory and I'm shooting 15, 20 yards at numerous bores and walk around 40 degree heat, I'm probably just going to run a quivalizer or a light setup That's because right. yeah. it's not there. But we're sitting here shooting arrows, like we might shoot yeah. 50 or 60 a day or 100 a day. Yeah. And we're trying to shoot golf balls at 60 and 80 yards. We're, we're, trying, we're going down a hole, you know, shooting ability sort of practice. But then, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're in, in Alaska, High winds. Yep, 100%. You know, you're, you're shooting side hilling. Yep. Well, I said I'd come back. You know, yards. if I could have shot 70 yards comfortably, I had a 330-inch bull. Yeah. That's what I come home with. I didn't take the shot. Yep. That'll be fun. Confidence wasn't that'll be di- No, nah, yeah. that'll be a different story this year. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, yeah. say what you want about a dip long, those long shot. Man, you've got a freaking half a no, freaking beach ball to shoot. There's long man. shots and there's long shots. Yeah, 100%. But um, no, it's been an interesting sort of, yeah, few months, you know, just with bouncing around gear and trying different things and having some struggles as well with a bit of, you know, shot process with target panic and stuff, which apparently, you know, the more we talk about, the more people have suffered from it. So Mm. that's something you wouldn't think. And um, as I said, it's not that I can't hold a pin on animal. It's just my shot. It's just I'm too quick. Yeah. Um, And I think my subconscious mind was hitting the thumb. So I I was using a thumb trigger. Still doing all that, and I shoot a thumb like a resistance, but I still got the ability to punch it off. And I yeah. think I didn't know I was doing it. I don't even know how I was doing it. Whether I was pulling through real quick and it hit me thumb, I don't know. Um, even even when I got to the stage where, like, I was shooting a thumb as well, a stand thumb button. Yeah. Even when I got to the stage where I thought I was out of the target panic, and I was, um, I thought I was pulling through the shot. I had um, and my wife. Um, I had her video me in slow motion, and I even in my head, I thought that I was pulling through it. Yeah, you, you might have come back a, a fair bit rather than just like full on jumping on it. Yeah, yeah. it was nothing even remotely close to that. Yeah, but there was still movement in yeah. the thumb. It wasn't just a build up of pressure, yeah. and that's what I mean. It, it's freaky. That subconscious yeah. mind, mate. It's that's freaky. right. Like, and it's not until. Um, I went to the um, the Scott Ascent hinge, um, and it had a click, and I started to sort of yeah, you know, I got a hell of a lot better with the with the um, ascent, um, but then, and then I I knew once I got it to the click, I should go that that it was just there, and then and then I'm like, nah, fuck yeah. this, I'm going to a, a proper a, a proper sorry um, resistance where I don't know. Yeah. There is no. Yeah. And so we both let down today. Yeah. Yeah. How so good was that? For whatever reason, we, we, we were able to let down. Yeah. That's what I said to you. I said, how good was that? Yeah. And I'll, any, I'll any, other time, any other time that, for me, anyway, I can't And who knows where it went? That was gone. Yeah. 
that was going. Yeah, yeah. You would punch it off. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, going back to the ascent, um, now I've taken the click out of that completely. And, like, I just, I thought that it was, I was getting lefts and rights because of the way that it was coming off the loop. Yep. The hook was coming off the loop, but it wasn't. I would get it to the click and I wasn't doing it. Sure. A, a proper um, pull through. Yep. Um, now that I've taken that click out, I'm back to where I am now with the resistance, um, where I don't know. Yep. And it's they're hitting in the exact same yep. spot. So look, yeah. Like well, there's little, you know, little things like on the weekend, like uh, I found, I found like I'm tense in my front shoulder, like I don't have my front shoulder dropped and relaxed. Yeah. Just little things like that, and then as soon as I'm doing that today, my groups just tighten straight back up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, people. Yeah, some people may not even know that. Like through a shot process. Yeah. Um. You know, relax front shoulder. Um. You know, just just little things. You know, trying to breathe through a shot. They're like, oh, I can't yeah. do it, but you know, yeah. it helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I hold my breath. Yeah, I hold my breath all the time. That's why I got to let down because I run out of breath. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just things. You know, going back to like the we're talking about the heavier setup. Like, so I'm now running like a 12 inch rebar, a 14 inch front bar, and a two piece. You know, quiver. Yep. Um, yeah, she's she's a lump to carry around, but it, yep. it's making a difference with the shot. So uh, that's what pissed me off so much last week. I smoked all that young stuff, like just pickled <laughs> it all, and come with a big dog and yeah, dog. By the sound of it, it wasn't. You know, you had a, a few other um, imperfections. Oh, there you know, well, had like a little you, bit yeah. of grass there. Yeah, it was a bit of grass. Yeah, it was this reedy shit. On I think he rolled. Yeah. Like he was alert. Big ball come past me like it. I don't know, two yards, I think, like just wolf me and that put him up because he was only about 16, 17 yards in front of me. Um, you know, Sears and just shit going everywhere. It was freaking awesome. Like it was, <laughs> it was good. Like the old, old ticket was going. Like I don't yeah. get like that very often, but man, there was just a lot going on. So yeah. there was a lot to do with it. But as I said, I'm not one to blame gear and shit. And, yeah. and I just feel, I knew because I can't remember that shot. Yep. So I know that I've rushed that shot. And, yep. you know, um, Benny had the same problem. Like you would always hit high, perfect line, perfect line, just up in that meat, the shoulder. Yeah. You know, you're shooting four inches, you know, big ball. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of trouble when you're that high. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's what happened. So I'm happy to go back to the drawing board, and you know, we've got a got a good couple of months before before the rut and that starts. So you know, yep. um, I know you and I are gonna get the packs on and go and set some cameras and shit like that yeah. next month and. Yep. But um, but I, yeah, no, I just I don't I love being open and honest. I hope everyone appreciates it. Like I don't I don't I don't want the fanboys to you know message me and abuse me. Or like I'm just trying to be honest, and I want guys to try everything. Like suss it out for yourself. You know, I think there's so much good shit out there. And I think like there's a there's a lot of people out there that are that will just buy gear based off the person that they feel most married up to, mm. like whether it be your bloody, your, your John Dudleys or your Cam Haynes or like, and I'm just using those guys yeah, as a, like, no, exactly. just because they're big bopper names, yep. you know what I'm saying? Um, they might see people like that and it's like, oh, this is what I've got to have. Um, in all honesty, I, I, I want the equipment that Joe Bob the Bricklayer's yep. got because he's he's working his ass off to get it. Yep. He's got it for a reason. Yep, 100%. Um, and, and I'm the first to admit, like, I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm in with, with the Cayuga guys, which I, I guess, 
yeah. a few people would know. And regardless whether I was or not, that's what I'm shooting. Yep. Because I love them. Mm-hmm. And makes your heart when something fucks up. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Yeah, but, what happened? But those guys within that company, that's that's they're more passionate about them heads than than I am. I mean, but that and that's the, that's the genuine. All this pro stuff, bullshit, and all that. That's R and D, is where it's at. Research and development. Yeah, that's why people get given shit. Because if you're out there killing shit, walking mountains, whatever the bloody brand or the product yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. like what did I do today with Stone Glacier? I sent Stone Glacier a message today and said, yeah, "Boy, no, what, what the fuck's going what on with the this fuck's belt? Going on with this belt? Why would you do that?" So I don't have the. F- and, and there, it's not that there was a fault within it no. when something was broken. It's a design. It was just a design where every other pack belt's got leave- the Ford, the Ford yeah. pressure, and then my little my me twenty two hundred doesn't. Yeah, my like, pulls backwards. Yes, yeah, backwards right. one, but they don't lock. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, ah, yeah, I, just I, frustrating I, shit. So I. Yeah, I know the boys over there. I'm not saying like I bought all my gear, but I know the guys there. I'm, I'm, I hope there's a reason. Yeah, I hope they can reply to me and go either, "Hey, this is why we did it," or, "Hey, next one, we're going to send you a belt out because yeah, because you we just picked up on something that no one else has. We just missed off. Like, and I think that's you know that's the difference between you know it's all good to have guys shooting gear. I, I think I think it's great. R and D is where it's at. So these companies that will listen to feedback. Mate, they're the ones I love. Like I, you know, mate. and they're the little things. Yep. Even it costs them billions of dollars to change it. Yep. But if it's going to be better for the product, mate, that's that's what I'm all. You know, that that's yeah. that's where it's at. Like, yeah. um, and I think you know we we were talking about arrows today, and you know we we both you know run the Nexus tough as yep. shit. Yep. You know, there, there's something to be said. You know, um, I've had my problems with those as well. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like I wouldn't mind going back to the five mil size. Like, so we used to all shoot Axis. Yeah, there's something to be said for having all the all the um, you know you're inserting that inside because every time you go outside the shaft, there's more and more tuning issues. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, obviously, Axis has well, insert, everything. All your components that are within the confides are all other, in line. In the other. But the minute you step outside of that, yep. well then. So we're talking like when you, you, know, you make up your arrow, you spin it. I hope everyone's spinning their arrows. Yep. When you spin it, it's got a wobble in it. You're like, yep. fuck. Yep. He's good for 20 yards. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's a 20-yard pole. And then you spin one and it just keeps going. you got to stop it. And you're like, oh, yeah. he's me 50 yards. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, I'll put a number one on that. Yeah, he's a one. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's You know, if you see yeah. it, see smart arrows or got things yep. like that. It's like, that's what it is. You know, you have your, yep. I went to stage, so I'm your sixth best. Yeah. That me thing. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, you, people say, oh, you're getting too sort of, Nicky Picky, I was like, no, but this we live and breathe it, so it's yeah, yeah. we want the best, you know. Yeah. And look, like a, I had a, I had a couple of Nexus, um, oh, it was a few dozen ago now, that um, a few out of the out of the dozen didn't spin as good as I would have liked. Yeah. Ninety five percent of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know when when I'm shooting, sort of. You know, inside of twenty or thirty yards, it's not really going to really matter. Fuck all, to be honest. But like, if I'm now that you know I'm shooting a hell of a lot better than I was a long time ago, like, yeah. I, that ten mil difference of thirty yards on the target is it's yeah, frustrating. That, that that that's frustrating yeah. now. 
Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, before, like, I, I couldn't shoot good enough to know the difference of it anyway, you know, whereas now I do. Which, you know, that's where I've been, you know. I don't want that to be like, I'm, you know, this year is time behind the bow. You know, I want to get, you know, obviously right with my last trip to the States, I didn't have anything fuck up, like nothing like that. Like, you know, I got me prong on and stuff, which was yeah. great. But I think I feel if I had been more confident a longer distance, I would have been probably successful. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, you know, yeah. this is it's obviously, you know, pissing the wind. But yeah. um, I just feel that, it, you know, if I had to open that up, you know, it obviously definitely worked for the boys that, that I was with. You know, obviously we're, we're all planning ahead to back over this year and yeah. I want to be ready to go. I want to be, yeah. want to be dialed. I want to, you know, obviously can't control what the animal's going to do, whether they're going to be there or not. But yeah, even um, like as much as I like the Axis Five mills, yeah, um, I don't know whether you've noticed, but the 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 insert tool that they give you um, for seeding your your insert, um, that doesn't that depth doesn't allow you to get the whole thread of your broadhead in, mm-hmm. like. That's a fucking stupid. Yeah, that's there's <laughs> right. there's this thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, so back when I was shooting those, and, and I love the I love the um, the shaft, love their components, but I would screw the the insert to the broadhead and then push it and in. then push it in. Yeah. Like that that tool was stupid. Like it. Yeah. 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 So, no, so I, I just... don't know whether they designed that. In case there was yeah, a, a few know, different broadheads, I don't, that know, had I don't say that. I don't know whether there's thread length differences between and, and, Aussie stuff, and it and, was just like a plus and minus um, yeah. type setup where they were like, I oh, might be a couple of broadheads that yeah. are slightly longer in the thread than than others. Let's just make it this long. Yeah, yeah uh, I don't know. So that's yeah, and I mean, Eastern do this. So you know, looking at the Eastern thing, like they do the standard axis. But they also do a match grade axis as well. There's a reason they do that. They yeah. still have manufacturing slide offs as yeah, well, you right. know. So yeah. if, I've ne- if admittedly for, I've never shot their, their match grade. Well, match grade so. pretty much their hand hand tested. So their right. spine is hand there's twelve arrows that have all matched the same. They've just hand done, that's why you pay for them. Yeah. Because they're just hand matched. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that that's the difference, you know. Rather if one's a and a point oh oh one, and then that one's a point oh oh four. You've got two poles, you've got match grade ones, and it's all coming off the same yeah. belt. Every so, other one's going to be point oh oh three and point oh oh two. Yeah. But this that twelve is point oh oh one or whatever the bloody yeah you know straightness there are. So, um, yeah, massive rabbit hole the old arrow shaft stuff. But no, yeah. and you well, know, it says so everything, but yeah, but, you know, Benny made a good point the other day. You know, most of us in wind. You know, they say four mils better, to, you know, in wind than five. Yeah, obviously that's, you know, ergonomics or whatever you want to call it. That is going to be happening. But none of us in wind are going to be able to tell the difference because our bows are getting fucking yeah. flown around everywhere anyway. So it's not really, yeah, it's that fine. So you weigh it up whether you like your components inside the shaft. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's there's a million different, yeah, yeah. you know, ways yeah, you can flip it. Like we, oh, massive shout out to the Easy Vone. Huge oh, yeah, the easy yeah. phone. Forgot about uh, those. I don't know if we said it last time because I think no, I think we did actually. Yeah, yeah. I know we'll fair fair few drinks in by the time we got yeah. to my one, but, but those easy vein guys, check it out. Oh, it's easyvanes.com.au or something. Yeah, I think it's, not, yeah, I think it's just easy. Mate. Yeah, we're not anyway. They're just a game changer. I don't even know fucking, who our mate is. No, yeah, mate. Could be a bloody fourteen-year-old bloody chick. Hopefully you're to listening, get away mate. But it's a game changer. High school. I got no idea who it is, but. 
whoever it is is yeah they're great so no we're, we're really happy yeah i had one you know just slide off the shaft there the other day and yeah <laughs> two seconds with super glue straight back on yeah so you know yeah. it's just unreal yeah uh, quite Quite I don't know if you've seen, I was sitting at the door when you were shooting that 60. So oh, yeah, my yeah. target's just in front of the door. Monty was robbing down the driveway and they're quiet, man. Yeah. Super quiet, quiet there. So I don't know. Super tough. Whether it's all because it's in one year, I don't even know why, but I have no idea. But Yeah. Um, super quiet, super tough, super easy to, to yeah. use. Um, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I like fletching, fletching arrows up. Like I, yeah? I find, yeah, I do. Fucking you, yeah. you're weird. Yeah, no, I'm a weird, weird fucker. <laughs> I just find it relaxing. I, I sit up there and I... I get all ready for the you, first one. You know one. what I mean? And I've got my me little, me little setup. but as much as I like fletching a dozen arrows up and, and tinkering around and that sort of thing, like I... Mate, I, I nail my first arrow and then my attention span just really starts tapering off fast, like to the second arrow. You've also got three boys hanging off your legs. <sighs> yeah. It's fucking been a wild couple of days. And it's raining. We're meant to be hunting. We didn't get there. Then we were meant to go up the hill. We didn't get there. We didn't get there because it pissed down the rain. Then we were meant to go to Tempin Bowling. We didn't get didn't there. Didn't go there. We did go there. We and, did there. And we seen Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, Latrell was there. Craig went up and gave me a big cuddle. Yeah. Oh, hey, remember me from Why, I mean, lads. high school? Yeah, remember I whacked you? Yeah, yeah, remember. No, that was me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> None of that actually happened. No, but we did actually really. see it. That was pretty cool. Nah, uh, Charles, I actually know his old man really well. They're an absolutely beautiful family, to be honest with you. So uh, we've sold a bit of property that with through real estate. So, but uh, no, good people. We had all the kids in that there, so we didn't want to bother them. I love their family time, mate. So, but then we had the BCF. Yep. Spent money I shouldn't have. Yep. Kids That's play cool. hide and go seek in the uh, club. Oh, tracks. fuck! I thought we we're going to get kicked out of BCF. You and me both. Close, I reckon, but fuck. Yeah. Wild times. No, anyway, we're just, yeah, hopefully. So, guys, if you like this kind of gear talk, we, we're we more than happy to jump down some more rabbit holes, get some more, got some pretty cool guests lined up as we come into the next sort of month. Um, going to be honest with you, American guests, so it's going to be, I just got to work on timing, so just bear with me on them, but they are going to come. Like, there's no question there. Um, and hopefully that'll lighten up. We'll open up some of the conversation behind sort of R and D, as we'll mention with certain products. And um, yeah, but cool. by, by all means, like you know how much I love bloody backpacking gear and yeah. adventure equipment and and that you know that style of thing. So if if please anyone, shoot, yeah, please shoot messages to either of us or the all the campaigns. We do our best. Like, I fully froth on it. We mate. don't like, live I on. Love, I love. I bloody, certainly don't live on socials, as you can tell by some probably delay in getting people's replies but um shoot us a message like we really want to try and get more in depth to this sort of stuff we are going to bring uh i'll say this right now like honey camp down under is going to come right back to more of a bow hunting based um you know podcast you know yeah, right. i just that's the direction that's where my passion is you know um still going to shoot you know shoot suit rifles we're, we're talking bullshit um about rifles and that day through the spotty through the through the, through the buggy is today so you know that's still going to happen but we, i just don't know enough about it like that's that's the only reason uh even if i had a guest on i i to be honest with you, i wouldn't know the right questions but yeah we can certainly talk optics and stuff like that yeah you know obviously osa is you know a supporter of the podcast and you know they've got um those guys will be coming on um so they're going to talk about plenty of gear that they've got the, the ability to get their hands on and distribute through australia so it's going to be really cool to to hear that and just the amount of good gear that they handle this i didn't i had no idea to be honest with you so yeah. um 
but no, it's it's going to be good. So, um, Stone Glacier, you've heard us talk about them. Um, as I said, we we we're not we're not backed by them or anything, but um, check out Mansfield Mel and the team down at Mansfield Hunting and Fishing. Um, awesome service. We just I just punched an order through there today. Um, they they are the Australian stock of Stone Glacier. Please check them out. Great company. Um, Stone Glacier and then Mel and the guys are just the customer service there is just second to none so yeah I bought a little uh, bit of gear off yeah please check them out Mel's a champion been on the podcast before can't do enough to help you um, they a pretty broad range of um, good gear man yeah they're uh, really really jumping with the blocking down with. with the times they're not hanging on to stuff like they're just jumping through obviously they've got Stone Glacier right here I'm pretty sure Pat's still he's still handling XL on that he's still I don't know, mate. I don't know what Pat's doing. I hope he is because that's another. Well, XA is another great option. Um, I think your I think you can still sort of order that direct. As far as the suspension went, when I tried packs, like I was telling you today, like the the XA suspension was probably my pick. Yep. Out of Kafaro, um, Kafaro, sorry, um, Stone and um, yep. and um, and XA. Like I, I like their their shoulder straps definitely were better for me yeah. the only reason that um, like, like I said to you not that it means anything really I just didn't like the open side pockets that's yeah. the only reason why I didn't yeah. go with an X it was funny both of us said oh I love them and you yeah, know, and I, I didn't buy it for yeah, that um, so it goes to show you know we've all got different sort of opinions on how we use shit um, I'm not a person that likes hang, things hanging off no like I'm, I'm the same contained. I like everything confined I, I like it looking good on the back I don't I like hate things. walking through thick Ugh. thick bush as it is where you get caught up that's bad enough as it is, let alone, fuck. So I think Stone Glacier's got that good mix of toughness, the lightness, like you can carry a load. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, is just bomb-proof. Um, Stone, if you are listening, I would love a blaze orange lid. All right. We better send that through too. I'm send this podcast to them too, so hopefully they can... Uh... I want a blaze orange lid. Yeah, guys, Australia's got a big market. State's got a big market for it. All their rifle stuff's got a rare blaze. Yeah. Stone, come on, boys. What are you doing? All right, there's one. Um, but, yeah, guys, you've got great options out there. Some good people in, you know, some good people in Australia, good shops that have got them. Um, you know, we've, we've got more gear that we'll be sort of testing and we're buying and um, no doubt we'll be ch- switching around. So yeah. uh, there's plenty of shit. But, um, as I said, if you like this stuff... Um, I also want to hear... Like, for me personally, if any of the gear that, that I've ran through personally, if anyone else out there has had a problem with any of it, let me know. Yeah, for sure. We need let, to know let so me we, know. Can, we don't want to get caught out. Oh, no, I don't want to get caught out. Fuck. Like, Please like, help us. Like, all these bits that I've rattled off with tonight, like, I, I absolutely love yeah. them. And another thing, too, I will say, just going quickly back to broadhead arrow setups, all this, like, some of the guys we talk to, including ourselves, like, how many dozen hours have we gone through the last few weeks? Like we go through a lot of gear, you know what I mean? So we are going to have shit fail because of the amount of shit we use. Oh, some, of the, some, of the, some of the things that I've had like, like in... Freaky shit. Like I'm just talking about arrows. Like some of the things that I've had them fail, they fucking should fail. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you hit a rock or a log or something. You shoot a, like, if, if you shoot a little, little nanny goat and it's standing in a big old rocks, like... It's going to fuck you. It, it's going to fuck that. Yeah, so we're not, we're not talking about... <laughs> Oh boys, we're not talking about anvil tough. Like it's not like that's pointless. What we're trying to get at is the uh the I guess the 
tech side of it, I guess, is the performance. It's probably a better word to use. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where we're going with it, but yeah, I don't know. you know, we're sort of. It was trying to bounce around. I love, love feedback. You know, let us know what's happened. Um, shoot things. We, we can do a bit of a Q&A. You know, that might be something we could do. Yeah. Um, so, guys, if you get a question, we, we might do a, just a full Q&A and we'll do our best yeah. um, to honestly answer them. And if we're not, we can get someone that might know it'd be better than us. So, um, anyway, we're going to explore There's all these different little options over the over this year. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can get some – we'll definitely get some, you know, more fellow red sort of topic stuff pre-rut that's been requested quite a bit over the last few weeks so um i don't know who we talk to no one knows what they're doing out there i only use some more samba stuff to be honest like yeah. if, if i'm honest like yeah those those ones um early on with rogers mm. i reckon they are I, still i reckon getting, i've listened thanks to the guys that are downloading them because they're still getting downloaded i'm still listening to yep. that well you what, might be here. i think it i think it <laughs> I think it might have been the f- first one. First one. It was just where he goes into all the different feeds and stuff at different times of the year. I fucking still listen to that. And one just, thing to do, just, I, I haven't tried to see him that, yet. I said that today to you too, but we took that with every deer species as well. So we took that to Nevada a couple of years ago and we took, it took us four days to work it out. Yeah, right. And then we just turned around and go, these things are still fucking deer. Yeah. And when we took that information back to that, we started finding deer. And I said, and I'll, it's, the rut's a bit different, obviously, with certain elk, you know, with certain animals, I should say elk, um, you know, with different deer species and stuff. Like if they're in the rut, well, it doesn't really matter, but the cows or females or whatever they are still doing a certain thing too. Yeah. So it's all yeah. different, but it's a lot to take out of that, not just for Samba, but yeah. especially Samba. Yeah. But it would be good. Yeah, we can, anyone sort of gets amongst them, let us know. And... I actually sent a, um, a bivy to a, um, to a fellow that... Actually, you. That rolls a few. He doesn't roll a few. Might flick him a message. Yeah, um, I definitely like to hear what he's got to say about him. Yeah, we obviously, you know, in person. Yeah, so if they're a little bit few and far between these episodes, we are locking it. We're really trying to get more in person sort of stuff in camp uh, or shed. So, so hard on the phone, just on the phone or Skype, and that is just it's just not the same. Um, so we'll do our best there, but uh, stick with us and yeah, we'll be. Uh, Jeez, we've packed them all, but we'll uh not sure who's next, but we'll get um yeah, no doubt I've got another episode in Not me. Have me on any more times, no one will listen oh, we'll to give you. you a couple month break. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna need the sack. Yeah, kids are in bed, we're not far behind them, so yeah, I'm fucked. We're drunk one drink wonders. Yep. All right, mate, thank you again. Not a problem. Cheers guys, thanks for listening. Righto, legends. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast. Now, I want you to do us a massive favor. Each episode, if you think it's worthy, send it to a mate, maybe a non-hunter, and let's get it amongst the life and the passion that we as hunters enjoy so much. As always, if you'd like any information from today's show, please don't hesitate to contact us on any of our social media accounts, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another episode, and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp. Peru for now.